Hey, how are you going? Elaine here from Soberhood. Um, listening to the Soulful Sobriety podcast. I'm trying not to say am all the time, by the way, and it's really difficult. Um, <laughs> there I go again. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, so thank you for listening. I'm going to talk about alcohol and mental health this week because um, I've noticed that uh, my mental health has improved drastically since I gave up drinking. I wanted to talk about it because it's Mental Health Awareness Month in America um, in May and it's actually in October in Australia um, and I'm really passionate about talking openly about mental health. Um, we all have mental health, we all have physical health um, and you know breaking down the stigma and the silence around it because the silence is what causes the pain and the depression and the um, well, sorry, it encourages it um, and it causes suicide, you know, because people are ashamed to talk about their mental health. So I'm really open about it, you know, to the point where people actually, you know, uh, get a bit embarrassed themselves when I talk about it. But I, I just think like, you know, we all have brains, we all have bodies. Um, like it's the same thing physical health and men mental health um you know um i have a friend who's got diabetes she takes um insulin i have a friend who has heart problems he takes uh warfarin daily and these are young people like my age you know um and i take an antidepressant daily um so you know what's the difference there um, and why the stigma it, it's it's really important for me to to break that down um my journey w with mental health has been that I initially got depressed when I um had, went into puberty um I think hormones obviously have a, have a lot to do with everything in your body um and then I was first like properly di diagnosed when I was 25 in London um and then that's when I started medication um, when I had my son, I got really, really depressed, um, um, again, because of the hormones. And then after he was born, um, I got, um, postnatal, like severe anxiety and OCD, um, and intrusive thoughts. Um, and it was really, really horrible time. Um, so I've kind of had a bit, a, a bit of it, you know, like I've never been hospitalized. Um, but, you know, I have noticed, a, a, as I said, like a, a massive improvement um, since I stopped drinking alcohol. So, I mean, I still get depressed, but I just come out of it a lot quicker and I know the tools um to get me through it um and it's not like a daily sort of underlying anxiety or depression anymore which which is what it was since I was so young um so and it's actually fascinating when you start reading into the effect of alcohol on your brain and body you know I think if people knew the truth um 
if that was kind of advertised, like the way cigarettes have, you know, on the packaging, um, those terrible pictures of the illnesses that um, smoking causes, if people knew what alcohol did to their bodies, they would definitely think twice about it. But there's no advertising around that, really. But there is, you know, really glamorous uh, really uh, high-budgeted advertising around um, alcohol. Now, I've worked in advertising for 12 years, so I know what goes into a campaign. Um, and, you know, there's so much research uh, that goes into, like, identifying people's basic fears um, so that the advertising can then, and I'm not saying all advertising is like this, but um, a lot of it is playing on people's fears um, so that they buy a product to, you know, make themselves look or seem a, a certain way. Anyway, so um, giving up alcohol has been the single most Im- important thing I've done for my mental health. Um, I actually was really, um, shocked (laughs) that I had been depressed for so many years and I didn't really put two and two together. Um, and that really just giving up alcohol, I was like, it can't be that easy. Surely not. You know, I mean, I'm not saying giving up alcohol is easy for everyone and it wasn't, you know, for me either, but it can't be that simple is what I mean. And it really can be, which is just mind-blowing. Um, what a- a- alcohol actually does to the brain and the body, you know, is that it depresses the brain centers. So that's why it has, you know, you get a bit of the buzz, like the calming effect um, on the brain. Um, and it basically slows down the rate at which information travels um, down your uh, brain highways. So that causes you to be disoriented, obviously, but that also causes you, you know, to have, um, you know, decreased judgment. That is why you cannot moderate alcohol. Um, you know, your judgment is impaired from the first sip. Um, so, yeah, so I guess people, you know, generally, you know, one of the things you hear people say is, you know, I have a glass of wine at the end of the day after a tough day to de-stress. Um, but actually, alcohol has the complete opposite effect. It actually causes, it actually induces anxiety and stress. Um, and under the FDA guidelines, it's classified as a central nervous system depressant. It's actually classified in the same category um, of drugs like Xanax and Valium. Um, So what alcohol actually, like I, I just wanted to kind of tell you like the science behind it so that you know why um, it makes you depressed, it makes you anxious and it makes you stressed. So our bodies are obviously amazing systems. Um, When you put something into it, your body um, starts a process of um, figuring out what that thing, that um, stimulant that you've put into it. So like stimulant, like sugar, caffeine, alcohol, anything that kind of makes you feel 
good. Um, your body has to counteract the effects of what you put into your body. So it's similar to, for example, if you ate loads of sugar, your body goes into insulin producing overdrive to push your blood sugar level blood sugar levels down. Um, so as soon as like the sugar has been digested, the, the insulin then causes your blood sugar to crash. Um, so that's actually happening as well in your body when you drink like sugary alcohol drinks so that you've got the insulin um, overdrive happening. But the main um, hormones or receptors for um, depression and anxiety are GABA and dopamine. So when you drink alcohol, what happens in your brain is your brain, your body basically registers this uh, imbalance. Um, alcohol inhibits uh, glutamine, resulting in memory loss um, and, you know, um, the kind of drunk feeling. Um, it also releases, it increases the release of dopamine. So dopamine is your neurotransmitter chemical responsible for pleasure and reward, motivation. Um, so yeah, so basically the body, you know, alcohol causes the, the increase or the decrease in these um, neurotransmitters. The body registers this new imbalance and it goes into overdrive trying to put things right. So when you stop drinking then, you have an unnaturally low GABA function and a spike in glutamate and that leads to anxiety. And then you have an unnaturally high level of dopamine function in the body, which the body then counteracts by producing less um, dopamine. It also reduces the number of dopamine receptors and increases the transporters, which then ferry away the excess dopamine. So as your, your brain is basically very low on dopamine, uh, which means that uh, your mood crashes and it's unnaturally high in, it's a spike in glutamate, which causes the anxiety. Now, to any scientists out there, I apologize. Like I am trying to make sense of this um, with loads of different um, articles and studies that I've reviewed, um, but I think this is correct. So, um, so yeah, dopamine affects your mood, affects your memory, uh, sensations of pleasure and pain. It's also involved in movement, motivation. Um, it drives us to seek food, sex, exercise, and other, you know, activities that are really important for our well-being and survival, which is why when you're depressed, like you have no motivation, you just feel you know, a lack of connection with wanting to do, um, you know, do anything that, you know, is crucial to your well-being. Like I, I would not have an appetite. Um, I didn't want to connect with people, um, because dopamine was so low. So after a night of drinking, it can take the brain then a day or two to return to normal. If you are a regular drinker, you know, you have a couple of glasses of wine every night when you stop drinking it may take the brain weeks to adapt um, and then in people who are obviously severe alcoholics um, they 
researchers have found changes in GABA for years. So there's just a little science lesson, I, I guess, um, the, to the best of my abilities, um, which really, it was stuff like this that when I read it, um, you know, a year and a half ago when I was giving up, um, it, this really made, made it a lot easier for me to, to quit because I just thought it was like the truth, you know, the truth of alcohol was coming out, you know, these things I never knew before. Like I knew, you know, that at the day after I drank and the day after that and the day after that, I didn't feel good. Like I, I felt low and I felt anxious, but I didn't know why. And I think when you know why, um, it really helps, you know, you not to drink basically. Um, you can see that alcohol is a depressant. It's an anesthetic, um, that, you know, will, will really has no, no benefits to your body. Um, the same way that you might see smoking. Um, so like I would encourage anyone who has any mental health issues at all to stop drinking for a while and see how you feel. Because I think when you stop for a while, you start to see um, an improvement in your mental health and this, you just it makes it harder for you to drink <laughs> um, because you notice how bad it makes you feel. So, you know, you then maybe you just have, you know, a drink on, um, you know, occasions or something or a, if you really want to and it's mindful and all that kind of stuff, you know, it's totally up to you and, and, and what your journey is. Um, but yeah, I mean, just be aware that when you do stop, you know, you go through a period of withdrawal. Now, I'm not giving any advice here I'm, and I'm certainly not talking about um, people who drink, you know, a lot more and like a, a person who would be classified with alcohol use disorder. Um, although alcohol use disorder is a continuum and all of us are on, whoever drinks is on that continuum, you're either kind of lower or really, really high if you drink a lot. Um, so yeah, I'm not obviously giving any advice here. I'm just saying that anecdotally from the people who have taken the challenge and from myself like and obviously uh, if you are you know it's a hangover that that's what withdrawal symptoms are is your body withdrawing um and trying to rebalance itself uh from the from from the alcohol so so yeah okay i hope this episode uh helps and um reach out to me anytime um on elaine at soberhood.com.au i'm hoping i can get this podcast up on itunes soon um to get a bit of feedback from you guys um and yeah have a great day and love to you all